Good evening, Bitcoiners. It is 6 p.m. London time. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, back as always every Monday and every Thursday with my UK Bitcoin master live show. Pound that like button, people. Strong Bitcoin hand. That is the name of the game here. Today is the 9th of August 2021. Don't forget to tweet this out. There's a link pinned in the show notes or in the chat uh, to tweet this out. Do that. Share it with people you know so that we can get more eyeballs on this channel. Okay, so very, very briefly, let's get those preliminaries out the way as always. So you guys are watching this live, but if you are finding this in the future or you're on my live for the first time, please read the disclaimer down here. Very, very important. I am not giving any type of financial advice. You must do your own research. Also, check out ukbitcoinmaster.com. That's where all my videos are housed and Bitcoin interviews, obviously, where you will find all of the interviews that I've done. And stick around to the end because um, an announcement will be made about my next live guest. Uh, so do hang on until the end. And then finally, for anybody who wants to drop a lightning tip, People, I think we should all be getting used to lightning. Download Wallet of Satoshi and or Moon, M-U-U-N wallet, to your um, mobile phone and literally start sending sats around. You know, you can use my tipping.me address to send a penny. People have sent me seven sats that are even showing a value of nothing at all. So you can actually practice using lightning. And if you go to my lightning, whoops, that's the wrong one. I don't want that one. If you go to my lightning page below, you will see, hang on, where are we? This QR code, <clears throat> that is what it's like. And then with your lightning wallet, you can scan that and send 10 Satoshis, 100 Satoshis. So use it to practice. That's what it's there for. I'm pretty familiar with moving um, lightning sats around now. And, you know, when I first did it, it's like, oh, my head, oh, my head. And now it's just like so easy. And you can do that by tipping me at UK Bitcoin Master on tipping.me. And like I've said, you can send literally nothing at all. Several people have been sending 100 sats and 10 sats and just go and practice, people. It will stand you in good stead because, in my opinion, Bitcoin's a done deal. The next thing is lightning. If you haven't seen the recent um, podcast by Pomp, Anthony Pompliano, on his best business, it was on this morning. He interviewed a guy that was talking about lightning, where it's at where he believes it's going. And this is almost like Bitcoin was four years ago. So what we've got to do is move our heads, change our thinking and literally get that Bitcoin's a done deal in my, that's just an opinion, by the way. And we should be now getting our head um, around lightning. So I would encourage you um, to do that. Let me get that out of the way. So as always, let's quickly have a look who we've got in the chat. Uh, Mike MS Bit ETH, he's gone off to the store to get something. But Mike, thanks for commenting. We got Matty3623, who is parked up. Uh, in a lay-by, having a night away in his truck. Been there, done that, Matty. We were chatting beforehand. I love that. And that took me uh, back down memory lane. It really did. Um, who else have we got? We've got... Um 
Hold on, I'm looking. Proud Zionist Jew, Adam Meister, a.k.a. Bitcoin Meister. He's pounded and retweeted. Yorkie Bitcoin is in the house from the north of the UK. Kristen Lauderback coming in from Texas. Uh, welcome, uh, Kristen. We've got Johnny Midas. Hello, Johnny. Welcome to you from the Hollywood Hills. My lovely wife, Elaine, Mrs. UK, is in the house. Who else have we got? Buffy W. My daughter is in the house. Welcome, Buffy. Great to see you. Ian Stewart's house. Welcome to you, Ian. Lance Hoddle's with us. Um, Big Sean Harris. Welcome, Big Sean. Great to see you in the house, my good man. Um, Always great when huge Bitcoiners grace little shows like mine. So tweet it out, people. Get out there on Twitter now and say to people, you should get on over and check out the UK Bitcoin Meister because he's a Bitcoin master, I should say. He's live uh, right now. So uh, without further ado, if you want to get my attention, type in UK Bitcoin master. It will light it up bright orange for me. I'll happily give you a shout out, etc. Um, do you like the t-shirt? If you're new to the channel, I wear this everywhere and hardly anyone asks me about Bitcoin. That's how early we are, people. So <clears throat> what's going on? I'm rather hoping. I know we've already just pipped through 46k earlier today, but I'm rather hoping that as we're on the show, we're just a few um, sat short of that 46,000 mark again. I don't know why we're getting so excited. Crikey, we hit 64. But for me, I'm seeing this gradual growth again. I think we're going to smash through and create a new all-time high. And I think we're just going to go past that, which, you know, keep your feet on the ground, people. But it's a very, very exciting time right now to be involved um, in Bitcoin. Um, I've seen my Bill66 has just joined us. Welcome, my Bill. Mind the gaps in the house. Great to have you from Alaska tuning in. Uh, PK, uh, welcome to you. And Matthew Underhill from the Bitcoin book has joined us as well. So, um, right, you know me. I've changed the format slightly of the show. Um, the headline is all about the noobs that are coming in and what sort of information are they being exposed to. Here's the challenge. Most noobs, and I was included in this to start with, we go off in search of what the mainstream media are saying, what the news channels are saying, you know, what, you know, like CNN are talking about, if I'm talking about American one. And what we've got to do is we've got to educate those noobs that they want to get into the Bitcoin community and start following the right commentators, educators, whatever you want to call them, so that they get the right advice, the sound advice, so that they don't go down that wrong path and, you know, and poop coin and all that sort of stuff. And I know, you know, many people have got to go through that. That's their learning curve. But I've got a goal to try and help as many people as I can viewing my channel, not go down the route of those um, poop coins. So what I've got is a couple of short videos from, from one was the BBC. I can't quite remember where the other one was. But you know what they're doing? A lot of it is FUD. But let's let's get the first one going and then let's start to uh, pull them apart. So let me get over here. Well, wrong one. Let's get to my iPhone window. Let's run this one to start with. What's happening here is part of a modern day gold rush. But they're not mining minerals here. They're mining Bitcoin. This Bitcoin mine has its own gas-fired power station. Housed in a former coal plant, used to power nearly 10,000 Bitcoin mining computers. And you can see there's just 
vast numbers of them stretch up 20, 30 feet. Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency that you can buy and sell mostly online. Money that can be minted by computers solving complex equations that need a lot of power. In many ways, these computers are printing money. One Bitcoin is currently worth over £25,000 or $35,000. But mining Bitcoin can have an environmental impact too. The unique thing about this plant is that it both generates electricity and mines Bitcoin. So these are the turbines here that actually create the energy. And then literally right next to it, you will have computers that are mining Bitcoin. Cambridge University estimates the annual amount of energy used to mine Bitcoin is roughly equivalent to a country the size of Colombia or Bangladesh. There you go. All of a sudden, they're starting to make this comparison uh, with the amount of e electricity used to mine Bitcoin to countries, etc. We'll um, smash this FUD in a while. Bangladesh. Its owners, Greenwich Generation, say that they offset the carbon they emit and that the way they mine Bitcoin is greener than other mines that run off coal in the US and in China. But producing any carbon to produce a digital currency has its critics. Some people will think it's absurd that at a time when a lot of people are trying to cut down on their carbon emissions, there's a plant that uses fossil fuels to mine Bitcoin. We're 100% carbon neutral in our Bitcoin mining operation. We're the first and the only Bitcoin mining company that's made that announcement. But you're still putting fossil fuels into the air. You wouldn't need right, to offset we, them we, if this didn't right, happen. Right, this, this is a gas plant, and you know, approximately 50% of the grid in New York State is powered by natural gas. So like all natural gas plants, whether it's in New York or the rest of the country, um, this, this plant does emit carbon. Some local politicians are concerned. Do you want Greenwich to close down? Personally, it absolutely should. Stupid woman. Doesn't understand anything, does she? Tell it, talking about wanting to shut something down that's got the ability to make the world a cleaner place. Doesn't understand at all. It should not be using fossil fuel to run these computer processors to benefit a few people on Wall Street for what? It's not worth it. Politicians around the world are still trying to work out how to deal with Bitcoin's greedy energy consumption. Companies like Greenwich think that they're the future, but plenty of others think that reopening plants like this is a step in the wrong direction. So what did that stupid woman say? Does she understand Bitcoin? Can she understand Bitcoin if she thinks that Bitcoin mining and the Bitcoin ecosystem growing is just going to benefit a few greedy people on Wall Street? She clearly has done zero research at all. Otherwise, she'd understand that Bitcoin is banking the unbanked. I don't know what it is. Two billion people around the world don't have access to basic banking. So straight away, when a stupid person like that comes out with that sort of rubbish, it sort of really frustrates me. But what I've got to do is learn to accept that you are always going to have people like that, that absolutely choose to do no research whatsoever um, and learn about 
Bitcoin, its benefits to humanity, etc. Let's run another one. This is longer, but, you know, I'll pick it apart where I can. OK, hang on. Let's get back over there. Hordes of crypto fanatics got their knickers in a twist recently when erstwhile cheerleader Elon Musk expressed concerns about the environmental cost of Bitcoin. Plonker, no more said. Cryptocurrency is a good idea on many levels, read a statement shared on his Twitter feed. We believe it has a promising future, but this cannot come at great cost to the environment. So how bad is Bitcoin for the planet? And does Musk's radical U-turn mark the beginning of the end for the crypto revolution? Join us on a trip down the mines for an unflinching look at the energy consumption of Bitcoin. You'd be forgiven for thinking, hang on, Bitcoin is that weird fake internet money, right? How on earth? Fake internet money. Let's just look at that for a moment. Fake internet money. How many trillions are being printed out of thin air with nothing backing it whatsoever? And you talk a bit Bitcoin being fake money. Jeez, I want to scream. Absolutely bizarre that just that little statement in there when a noob finds this video and it says fake internet money. See what we're up against, people. Does it even have a carbon footprint? Traditional tender such as banknotes printed on hacked down forests or shiny coins minted on rough extracted gold should, intuitively at least, be worse for the environment, right? To understand how it's a bit more complicated than that, let's look at the fundamental conundrum Bitcoin sets out to solve. All digital currencies at some stage or another during their development run up against the so-called double spending problem. If I want to buy, say, a car using shady internet money, it's impossible for the car salesman to know for sure I'm not simultaneously using the very same shady internet money to buy. Why does he keep saying shady internet money? You know, that's like the IMF calling it funny money. You know, shady internet money. You know, the hardest, soundest, most transparent form of money the world has ever seen in living human history, people. Shady internet money, they want to call it. A boat. If I can somehow convince both boat and car salespeople that both transactions are legit, I'll get both a car and a boat and be a hundred miles away before anybody realizes they've been had. With conventional credit cards, all transactions are logged and verified centrally which means you can't spend the same money twice or Visa will do you in. No, but what they don't tell you is that credit card you swipe or you use your Apple Pay or whatever you use and you think the merchants got their money right away. And you know what? Sometimes they're waiting 30 days, if not longer, for four, five or six clearing houses to make those transactions legal and above board before that merchant gets paid. And yet with Bitcoin and moreover Lightning, that payment is instantaneous. It is frictionless. It is permissionless. There are no huge fees involved, no intermediaries involved. And, you know, they want to talk about Bitcoin as shady, funny money. Bitcoin is different, though. It strives above all else to be decentralized. Good. Bitcoin creator Satoshi Nakamoto's greatest stroke of genius was developing the blockchain. Instead of some all-powerful central bank giving the nod, network computers around the world raced to verify the legitimacy of all recent Bitcoin transactions by Good. solving or hashing elaborate maths puzzles. 
When one lucky computer somewhere on Earth pulls that off, a verified record of recent Bitcoin transactions is minted, a block that gets coupled to all previous blocks, a blockchain, which then gets copied and shared around the world as a reliable, decentralized ledger of all Bitcoin movements. No one individual can tamper directly with the blockchain, which is the basis of all its value. Back to our example. Whichever transaction, car or boat, is first verified in the hashing feeding frenzy wins, while the other is automatically rejected. And whichever computer out there on the network happens to have won the race to verify that block of transactions is rewarded, at the time of writing, with 6.25 bitcoins. Don't you think if a noob finds this particular video on my channel, certain parts of this could be good for educating them? If you can steer them away from when they use these silly terms, funny money, dodgy internet money or whatever they use. There's some good bits in this. This is what I wanted to say, where it's explaining to the noobs how uh, you know, the blockchain, the Bitcoin blockchain actually works. Zaza, welcome. Good to see you in the house. And Armin the Palman too. Go to sleep. It is seriously late where you are. But welcome, Australia. OK, we'll carry on. This is worth around $283,000 to that computer's lucky owner, and no double spending in sight. That subtle, complex confirmation mechanism, known as proof of work, is certainly effective at keeping the blockchain in check. Trouble is, it consumes a vast amount of computing horsepower. No, it doesn't. We'll come on to it later. To maximize your chances of solving the hash and collecting those 6.25 bitcoins, it makes sense for you, the miner, to have computers by the hundred greedily hashing day and night in gigantic scary server farms. The more computers running, statistically, the more likely they are to succeed. And even though the energy bills are sky high, they're more than offset by the rising value of bitcoin. No, they're not sky high. We'll come on to that shortly. Bigger farms run on many thousands of computers. Well, graphics cards, technically. All but one of those hard-working graphics cards will fail in the attempt, but, and this is key, every single one is still burning up energy in the attempt. That's the problem. How much energy? As interest in Bitcoin soars, Bitcoin mining now consumes some 129 terawatt hours of electricity a year. Yes, but the world uses 160,000 terawatt hours. 160 thousand it might be more than that now that was according to the bitcoin mining council with michael saylor bitcoin uses i believe something like 1.2 percent of the world's energy nothing and yet they keep using these big numbers and they scare noobs away or they, they you know it helps the noobs that may be interested in you know making the world a, a cleaner place to think bitcoin's boiling the oceans and all they've got to do is fact check that's all they've got to do compare that to google's net consumption of a measly 12.4 terawatt hours is it less becomes obvious in terms of emissions driven by a latter-day gold rush of enterprising nerds gunning wow uh, sean harris said one tenth of one percent is that right listen uh, i i'm just a a, a dude that goes live twice a week and, you know, I don't want to give false information out. So, you know, I thought it was around 1%. Um, now I'm, it's being said that one-tenth of 1%, according to Big Sean Harris. So even less. So, you know, get the noobs to find stuff like this because Bitcoin is going to, in my opinion, the renewable side of it. Um, I believe it's going to make the world a cleaner place quicker than if you don't have Bitcoin. 
great battalions of graphics cards 24-7, Bitcoin's carbon footprint alone is now said to rival that of Argentina. Over the past two years, carbon emissions from all that fake mining has grown by some 40 million tonnes. I heard somewhere recently that um, it was on a video somewhere that somebody said all of the Bitcoin network uses less than all of our Christmas tree lights on at Christmas. Yeah, that'll put it into perspective. And there's a little bit at the end of this video that will hammer that perspective home even more. The equivalent of 8.9 million cars. Bitcoin is a bigger emitter than American Airlines and is fast catching up with the carbon footprint of the entire federal US government. If you want a British analogy, it's said the energy expended mining Bitcoin in a year could power every kettle in the UK for 27 years. Almost no other human activity is so flagrantly wasteful. But so long... Whoa, let's back that up a bit. What about the gold mining? What do they use when they're blowing up the earth and emitting all that, I think it's methane, into the air in their you know, quest to extract gold out of the earth? On one of my shows recently, do you remember the tweet that had two pictures? I think it was from Zach Vole. It had two pictures, one of uh, gold mining, and it just showed the earth being exploded and all, what the damage they were doing to the earth. And then the picture opposite was Bitcoin mining, and it just showed a factory and then beautiful rolling fields behind it. Absolutely ridiculous the way these journalists explain these things. As proof of work remains the standard, it's just good business sense. And it's going to remain proof of work. Of graphics cards on constantly as it generates a constant stream of revenue. Energy consumption itself isn't a big deal, by the way. But much of the energy that runs those giant Chinese Bitcoin mines comes directly from dirty coal. Which are no longer there anymore, people. So bear in mind, this is not uh, a video. I think this was May I found it. Um, yeah, Armin, I'm with you. It is a terrible video. Uh, all of its facts are all over the place. But what we've got to try and do is we've got to try and bust this FUD. Noobs are going to be coming into Bitcoin. They're, they're going to be looking for Bitcoin uh, shows. And uh, what I'm trying to do if they find my show is to get people to understand that these narratives are all wrong. And if they just take the time to do their own research, they will see that they're wrong. As Greenpeace puts it, Bitcoin miners are powering 21st century technology with 19th century energy sources. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. In Iceland, locals are concerned that rivers are being dammed and natural beauty destroyed purely in order to run the country's thirsty Bitcoin mines. See what I mean? Bitcoin defenders are quick to point out the conventional banking system is a far worse culprit, burning through over 260 terawatt hours compared to their crypto coins' comparatively modest 129 terawatt hours. But when you consider that more than half the world's population uses conventional banking and maybe 100 million use Bitcoin, that comparison starts to look a bit daft. That's better. So what's to be done? Hopefully, Bitcoin will see the error of its ways and amend its proof-of-work approach. <laughs> or hopefully, renewable energy sources will pick up the slack. Either way, it's worth remembering Bitcoin's carbon footprint is only half of that of unused domestic appliances lazily left on standby across America. One problem at a time, though, eh? That was pretty powerful, that one, wasn't it, about the appliances kicking around. But did you get the bit where it says, hopefully Bitcoin will learn the error of its ways? Jeez, I want to scream. When I hear stuff like that, noobs have got to... Do if Look... If noobs have no interest in doing their own research, 
We can't help them. Pound, Bitcoin Meister. Guy, Bitcoin Meister and not proud Zionist Jews in the house. Welcome. Pound the like button. Um, look, we can't make noobs do their own research. We can't. All we can do is educate. All we can do is put material out there so that hopefully some noobs will pick it up and they'll learn. When I got into Bitcoin in 2017, May of 2017, we had none of the information that we've got today. The only two people that I started following were Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, he's in the house, and Andreas Antonopoulos. And that was it. And Andreas was going woof right over my head being a Bitcoin noob. Now there is just a massive amount of information out there. You can pretty well go onto YouTube and search for anything and learn about it. But here's the problem. If you don't want to learn about it, you're not going to learn about it. It's like you got to want to. OK, so all we can do is on channels like mine is put that information out there. And then those that really do want to learn and gain access to the correct information will go in search and hopefully find channels like mine, channels like Bitcoin Meisters, channels like BTC Sessions, which is absolutely um, an incredible channel. So there's enough out. That's just to name two or three. There are so many out there that are educating people. But I just want to be able to go through things on my channel that noobs can say, yeah, I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, OK, that sounds like a load of FUD that they're trying to put out there and help the noobs make the right decision. OK, so very, very quickly, let's go back over to my desktop again. Quick shout out to Matthew. He's in the house. He wrote this book, The Bitcoin Book, A Beginner's Guide to the Future of Finance. It is up on Amazon. It is a great read if you are new or just got into Bitcoin. Um, great to give away as a gift to a family member. I've read it three times now. It is a superb book. And he, you know, I know Matthew, he's in the UK. Um, really, really terrific book. Go and check it out on Amazon. I did find a few tweets I wanted to quickly talk about as I used to. I found this one from William Clemente III, the young 19-year-old, um, what do you call it, analyst or up-and-coming analyst. He said, my favorite lesson from Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book. Um, what an awesome book. What a heavy book, but what a great book to read if you're interested in finance, success, anything like that. I believe it was written in 1939, something of that nature. Decide what you want to be and then carry yourself accordingly as if you are already that person. Build your own reality from the inside out. In terms of Bitcoin, if you believe that you have what it takes to be in motion, open up a channel. Start talking to people about your views on Bitcoin. When I started my channel, I reached out to a few people, including Bitcoin Meister, and said, look, I, I, I don't really know what I can talk about as far as Bitcoin. Um, and he said something key to me. He said, we need people at all levels to get out there and spread the Bitcoin word. So whilst I don't do TA, I don't understand charts, apart from red candles are bad and green candles are good. Actually, it depends if you want a dollar cost average, you want red candles, don't you? Um, but you take my point there. And I just went live three years ago and I'm so glad I do go live. 
Um, people say to me that I add value. So if I can do that, that's great. And so can you people. You could go live on your phone and just talk for 10 minutes about your passion for Bitcoin. And somebody will pick it up and like what you have to say. Others, sure, will come and go and say, well, that, that, that bloke, that woman was rubbish. But that is what it is. They've said it about me. People have said, oh, God, I can't listen to him. He bores me. That's OK. I don't have a problem with that. We just need more people driving this forward so that the narrative is out there that Bitcoin is good for the world. We're busting that FUD as well. You've got um, this week, Polish police discover Bitcoin mining operation within their own department. Love it. We've got people everywhere. I think I might have shown this one before, actually. That's come up before. Uh, Willie Wu, um, I do actually respect what he has to say, but I'm absolutely amazed at how many people follow him to the letter or to the law and they make their financial decisions based on what he's saying. And I've watched him on Peter McCormack and others saying they should not be doing that. I can only give guidelines. I don't have a crystal ball. And that's what I like. And he actually tweeted this. Why does my Model S use 5% of its battery while being parked for 30 hours doing nothing? Will parked Tesla cars be the biggest pointless waste of electricity soon? And then he answered that with 72 million parked Tesla Model S cars. And I mean, just sitting there doing nothing but being parked. So 5% of their battery are draining while they're there. We'll use the same energy footprint as the Bitcoin mining network does today. 1.7 million Teslas have been sold worldwide so far and growing exponentially exponentially. So look at all that energy being expelled and being absolutely wasted. And we can come out with so many narratives, so many pushbacks on the FUD narrative. But remember, if you're new to the uh, Bitcoin and this channel, that you've got to understand that banks, governments, they will not go down without a fight. Their argument, what used to be, you know, Bitcoin's being controlled by China. Narrative dead. We're out of China. All the miners or I pretty well guess all the miners are gone. They're relocating. So they can't come out with that FUD anymore. What's next? Oh, Bitcoin's boiling the oceans. Start to compare what we use with electricity, you know, with the banking system alone. It's quite frightening. But, you know, if you're new and you don't know where to look or what you should be looking for, you need channels like mine to point you in the right direction. Jimmy Song says, altcoins are centralized. Hear, hear. That means you don't really own it and that you're subject to the whims of the central authority. If that sounds familiar, it should. This is the problem with traditional fiat money. Bitcoin is decentralized and in a very different category. That sounds familiar as well. Maybe I've covered that again. But hey, repetition is the mother of learning people. Bitcoin is decentralized. It is the only decentralized coin that's out there that stands any chance of being the future of money and most definitely will become the world reserve store of value, or even if that's the right terminology. I'm convinced of that. It's just, I love it. I, I cannot express passionately you know, enough how you've got to dig in and understand the network effects that Bitcoin have that set it apart from any other coin that's out there. Michael Krieger said, it's getting to the point 
where we have to seriously consider moving ourselves. If you're an American and you like where you live, tell me where and why below. Natural beauty, decent growing season and freedom-minded people are priorities, to which this Steve Mc or McQueen responded, I'm leaving the UK because it's pretty much like the US. I'm heading to Eastern Europe for three months as they're less likely to give in to Globo Homo. Forgive me, I don't know what that is. Um, and then plan on spending winter in Mexico and Argentina. I'll evaluate where the West is in 2022 and then plan accordingly. More and more people that are invested in Bitcoin are now looking at second passports, second residences. Check out Katie the Russian on Plan B on Twitter. Plan B Passports, I think she is, or Katie the Russian. You've also got um, the Nomad Capitalist. I've got his book. I've read his book. I'm now um, following him on YouTube and listening to all the the, um, the uh, videos that he's putting out there. Why? Because I just want to learn more. Okay. Because what I'm not prepared to do as a UK citizen is actually give the thieving, stinking UK government possibly 40% or more of every 100,000 million that I have in Bitcoin. I'm not prepared to. So how do we do that? How, that's, how is that going to play out? I've got no clue, but I'm certainly in that rabbit hole and learning more and more as we go along. And yeah, as Elaine rightly said, worth leaving the UK because the weather here is absolutely pants. We're in the middle of summer. We've had a couple of weeks of sunshine. The rest is rain, wind, rain, wind, rain, rain, heavy rain, wind, more heavy rain. And I'm sick and tired of it. I really am. My quote, and then I'll tell you what's going on on Thursday. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect. What do I mean by that? Many very successful millionaires and billionaires have made this statement. Observe what the masses are doing and run the other way. The masses' lives are governed by going to work, getting paid, and then watching television. Nothing wrong with it. I did that before I found there is a much more rewarding way of spending my time learning about this new money, this new funny money, as we mentioned earlier. And I would much prefer to watch a YouTuber talk about Bitcoin, lightning, what's going on in the world, how Bitcoin can help than I ever would any more sitting watching television. Does that mean on the odd occasion, Elaine and I sit down and watch TV? Of course we do. But we don't make it a massive amount of time, you know, within our lives um, because of being down in that Bitcoin rabbit hole. So people, I am so excited um, that this coming Thursday, um, I'm going to be interviewing somebody or chatting really with somebody that I've referred to loads on my show. Um, he's been in the chat on my show many times. He's becoming something of a household name now um, as one part of the dynamic duo that is the Toxic Happy Hour. So on Thursday, I will have Pubby, um, known as Guy Bennett. Um, I'm going to be talking to Guy about when he got into Bitcoin, how he bought the top and rode it all the way down in 2017. So 
that's going to be one not to be missed. Guy is passionate. Pubby is passionate about Bitcoin, how it's going to change the world. And I would say Thursday show, 6 p.m. London is one that you don't want to miss because Pubby doesn't pull any punches. He wears his heart on his sleeve a bit like I do. And I'm sure that's going to make for an incredible interview. So people, tweet this out. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Bash that bell button and click all so you get notified when I go live twice a week, every week, every Monday, every Thursday. I'll leave you with my social media links. Also, check me out on Bitcoin in, sorry, UK Bitcoin Master Podcasts with an S on the end. That's not on my social media uh, slide coming up. Where you, if, you, if you're on the move and you want to listen, you'll find me over there. That goes out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and all the others. A huge thanks to everybody. Sean um, Harris in the house. Armin the Parman from a land down under. Great to have you guys in the house. Um, uh, Baz McAdee is in the house as well. Great to have seen you with us. If I haven't given you a shout out. Come and join us every week, twice a week. Um, I love interacting with you guys in the chat. Um, Zaza, great to have you in the house, man. As always, I know you're really, really busy. I'll catch you all on Thursday. Here's my social media links, wherever you are. Have a great morning, afternoon, evening. Sleep if you're in Australia and I'll catch you all on Thursday. Cheers, everyone.